Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor, Dennis Dick. It's... It's quiet out there, folks. It's the calm before the earnings storm. Not a lot today in the in the way of uh, individual headlines, though we do have some things weighing on sentiment. We'll talk about what's on our minds, what's on your minds. We'll take some questions from our chat. Uh, Jason Rasnick, he's our CEO. He will join the show at around 8.35, 8.40 or so uh, to wrap up the week. But a quiet end to the week. Uh, I'll bring Joel O'Connor on now. And uh, Joel, what's the word here overnight? Uh, good morning, Spencer, Dennis, traders uh, around the world. We're in the red by 15 and three quarters handles. A little bump before that 8 p.m. close last night. We got up to 31.54 and a quarter. Lost some altitude overnight, maybe on the reported cases. We continue to leak right now. Pre-market low stands at 31.11.50, but that number doesn't matter. And I'll talk more about what matters on the downside when Dennis comes on here in a few minutes. Crude in the red by 62 cents at 39 even. Gold still above 1,800, up 720 at 1811. Silver still over 19, up 9.3 cents at 19.055. And Bitcoin back towards 9,000, down $70 at 9,185. So Triple D and Spencer, I got a question for you. And it's based on the S&P 500. You can't look at your charts. When is the last time on a weekly basis the Spoos have only traded in one handle. And you understand what I mean by that, Spencer? One handle, like the 2,900? I got you. Okay. What, okay. Out of week, now watch today, you know, it, 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 you know, something may happen. But when well, is Maybe it, they what, mean within 100 handles. Within 100, yeah. Within, only traded in one handle, which was 100 handles. You're correct. I'm going to say f- uh, last week of January. I'm, I have no idea, but I feel like the volatility actually came in in the last little while. So maybe yep. it's recent. Am I re- right? Calling no, it no, no, no. It, it was uh, the third week of February. Okay. So it's been a long yep. time. So we just yep. keep chopping up. I feel like it's the calm. I feel like it's been calm though, the last. Don't you feel like. Oh, the last it's really calmed down. A oh, week yeah. and a half, yep. we've been a lot calmer. And is this the calm before the storm? I mean, yes. that's the question. We're coming into the earnings season storm. And so far, so bad you know how they say so far so good it's been so far so bad because every single company that has reported almost everyone has disappointed massively and they aren't being forgiving we started with kb homes they were not forgiving on that quarter stock has not recovered any of its losses it's tried but it leaked again down you go to walgreens yesterday just a debacle we talked about walgreens when it was 41 Closed to 39, it's trading 38 and a half. I think it could be going to that 36.65. I mean, there's just been a lot of disappointing reports, which is known. You knew, we knew the market, this was going to be a bad earnings season. But it's not being forgiving. And that is a major concern. Because if this market's not going to forgive these earnings, they're going to be bad and it's going to be a really ugly market then. So something has to turn. We're going to start getting the bank earnings next week. The big day, I know Monday we get Pepsi, whoop-de-doo-da day. 
Tuesday is where it's going to start. The fireworks are going to start. Wells Fargo, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, and Delta. We know Delta is going to be an epic disaster, but all of those banks are probably going to be a disaster as well. I talked my buddy at Royal Bank, and he's like, this is in Canada. He's like, nothing's going on, Dennis. Nothing. He's like, the only deals we're doing are lending money to companies that need money for help. There's no big deals happening here. There's nothing happening. And that's why the banking sector has really struggled. I mean, think about it. I mean, you can't, you know, the the banks can't live on technology companies. They're living on the economy and the economy is suffering. These bank earnings are going to be very, very bad. The question is, is it all baked in? And do they rally them on bad earnings? Because we saw that last quarter. I don't know if that's the case yet. So far, they haven't been doing it. So far, they haven't been doing it. But it's concerning We'll have to see where it goes. I mean, the Wells Fargo has been going down, down, down into this quarter. So the expectations, the bar is set very low for Wells Fargo. We talk about run-ups into earnings. The bar is set high. This is the run down into earnings. The bar is set very, very low for Wells Fargo. It's set low for Delta. Delta has been going straight into this earnings report. So that's the question to you, Chad, as well. Are we? Are are they going to be forgiving of these of these disappointing earnings this time around? Or do they slam the stocks further? We don't know the answer to that question yet. Can I make, can I make a case as, as to why next week will be volatile? Here's my case, Dennis. I think you'll like it. It's going to be volatile. No. Oh, I, Direction I, is right. more of the question. Right. You're right. Okay. So, so Joel is out next week. Joel's going away. Okay. When is the, what happened the last time one of you went away? Dennis Dennis went out of town. Oh yeah, last to Jamaica, week, and then COVID the last, started. The last week of February. Right? <laughs> it was my fault. <laughs> right. All right. Joel won't be here. Market's going to go crazy. Earnings oh, are- we need your liquidity, buddy. What are you doing to us? We're coming into this earnings season that is probably going to be a disaster, and you've decided now to go away, Joel. Oh, man. What are you thinking? I don't know. Who who authorizes? Jason Rasdick in the chat. How could you authorize this? I I don't know. I don't think. You need Joel's liquidity. I need the R&R of Northern Michigan. Beautiful Northern (laughs) Michigan. You can trade from Northern Michigan. Bring your laptop and get in there and provide liquidity to this market. I, I, I think I might dial up Nick this morning for a strategy of something that I just, I don't have to watch, right? That's what I think I'm going to do. I, and the, you know, what I'm really telling you, lo- you'll be looking at your phone every 10 minutes. You not, can't not every yourself. 10, maybe it's, every 11. It's the addiction. I have the same addiction. I'm away and I still have to keep looking at my phone. And my wife's like, what are you doing? Are you looking at your phone? Stop looking at your phone. You're supposed to be relaxing. Stop looking at your phone. I can't the thousand down a thousand points. I can't relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you did a great job in Jamaica. I mean, I remember when you were calling me from, you know, and uh, but you see, you did well there because you had some positions on and you didn't mess with them. You just let them go. But uh, let's. I got another got... rant here in a second too. When you okay, go, go, go. Okay, so uh, multiple people saying, why are they going to care now about earnings? Because they didn't care last time. I'm going to say, and they have been saying this, and people are saying, oh, the market's so resilient, it just doesn't care about COVID. That is not true. We have complete separation here. We did, I did a little bit of a talk on this a couple days ago. We have complete separation. There are some stocks that are getting murdered. Look at Delta Airlines. 
$37 three weeks ago. It's $25. Don't tell me it doesn't care about COVID. American Airlines, $22. It's Ooh. been cut by 50% in a month. Don't tell me it doesn't care about COVID. Boeing, don't tell me it doesn't care about COVID. Norwegian, all the cruise lines, don't tell me they don't care about COVID. They definitely do. The market is being held up by tech because it is being viewed as a safe haven from COVID. I'm not sure it is a safe haven. The market thinks it is. And yes, you know, you have the gaming stocks and I'm hiding out in some of them too, but they're crowded trades as well. And if it really starts to get ugly, it'll get ugly too. I'm not saying go and sell all your stocks. I'm saying I don't want to own the reopening stocks because some of these reopening stocks are not reopening very well. We obviously see that this market does care about COVID. You can see it in the IWM itself too, and the separation between QQQ and the IWM. Look at the last two weeks of trading. QQQ is up 5% in that time. IWM is down. We have now complete separation here. This market very much cares about COVID. It is selling anything that has direct exposure to it and is buying stuff that it deems is okay if we have to go into a second lockdown or if COVID's around here for a long time. So there is definitely the market cares. Now, the question is, the bar is set very high on these technology stocks because they've been running, 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 running. And the bar is set low, very low for these COVID stocks, the stocks that are obviously the reopening plays that we've been talking about. I, I don't think we have enough information to determine if the market's going to you know, buy the poor earnings or sell the good earnings like it has in the past. But the first couple of days of this earnings season, we really get into the meat. Tuesday's going to tell us a lot. I agree. Yep. Yep. S&P sinking here uh, during the show. We're down, down at 31.2050. Uh, on the downside here, folks, we got a big number. Uh, Monday's low, where it was actually made on Friday, if that makes any sense to anybody out there, uh, was 31.0550. Yesterday, we got to 3105 and a quarter and had a nice old rally, you know, back up to 3150 handle. And now we're going back down towards that level. There's no such thing as a triple bottom, right, Dennis? That's my number. That's, that's my number for today. Yep. That's what at least technical analysts tell us. I'm not sure if it's true. Uh, I've that, seen that's what you like before. to say. <laughs> I, I just say, you know, you look at that number, and I know the SPY didn't get to trade there, you know, because of the different mechanics of the markets. But, you know, just as I said, we've only traded in, you know, one major $100, you know, $100 handle I, under 3105 and a quarter yesterday's low. I mean, it's not that far to go, but that, that's a big level. And then you got basically a triple top up there in the spoos at 3170, 74 right there. So market winding up here, I mean, I just – you know, buying the strangle or straddles or whatever, you're paying the premium gods. But uh, we're definitely winding up here. Nine-day average range coming down as well. But Well, the uh, market is winding down right now here, Joel. We just fell another 10 points, really, since we started the show. Um, yesterday, a lot of people got spooked and caught. We came all the way back. So we sold off in the morning. Then we rally at the buy the dippers, emerge again. We rally all afternoon. Now we're giving it back here again. And we're just chopping around a lot. And again, it's going to be hard to really, you know, yeah, I have big money managers coming and they want the information of Tuesday as well. They want to know what these bank earnings really look like. What are they saying? I think they're going to say some really bad stuff, but does it get shrugged off? I want, I don't so much want to know what's going, what the earnings are going to look like because they're going to look terrible. I want to know what the reaction to the earnings are going to look like because if they decide that now we're selling the hell out of them on bad earnings, 
Katie bar the door this our earnings season their earnings season's going to be bad it's going to be bad it's Just a matter how of react. how are they going to react and we don't know yet so far they haven't reacted well to poor earnings but it's walgreens kb homes i mean we haven't bad had the fake guns. stocks bed been- bath and beyond i mean everybody knew bed bath and beyond isn't going to be a disaster and of course it is so it, it tuesday is a big day that's what we're going to say calm before the storm all right, uh, let's bring Spencer. We yeah. got some earnings. We got well, some mo- very little earnings. You want to talk movers? You want to talk earnings? Yeah, I want to talk movers. Uh, Chad's asking us to talk about the latest uh, special purpose acquisition corporation. So we'll do that here. Um, SPAQ is the ticker. This is not confirmed, though. If you look at the chart, you would, you would think it is. But Reuters reported that uh, this company uh, is uh, leading in the lead to uh, be the vehicle through which Fisker goes public. Let's get another electric vehicle company. I'll pull up the chart here so you can see. Um, but this is confirmed. This is just Reuters reporting that uh, they're going to they're going to be a, a new public uh, electric vehicle company eventually here. And this one is backed by Apollo Global Management. So maybe two trades here, maybe SPAQ and maybe APO as well, since they are, they're the ones who back uh, the name of the company. The, the name of the SPAC is Spartan Energy Acquisition Corporation, and they're backed by Apollo. With so is it, it's not official yet? Not official. Rumor still? Not official. Not official. I mean, this is the blast off. Everybody is hot for anything to do with electric vehicles here. Um, we know this bubble eventually bursts, but I mean, right now, anything to do. We, we obviously played the workhorse in the chat from Mitch, um, which was excellent. And, you know, Nicola, some people were playing that. That kind of looks like it's cooled off. Uh, but Tesla's still hot, although I still am skeptical to Tesla. It's consolidating, so maybe it is going to go higher yet. Um, but anything to do with electric vehicles just blasts off into orbit. So you, you can't come in here, and I don't even know if you can borrow this thing, but come in here and say, oh, it's, you know, there's no way. The story is still hot. These things can go anywhere. Am I buying it on a pullback? Maybe, but I'm probably not chasing it. These things are out of my ballpark, out of my league. Out of your warehouse. You know, I mean, yeah, it, I it is. I just, it is, yeah, but. I'm touching it. You, you've got you, I trade these things. So, and here's an example. I bought one of these SPACs yesterday. Yep. I bought, I bought LCA. And the reason I bought LCA was this is going to be, and it's officially announced, is the Golden Nugget Online Gaming. And you talked about this one about a week and a half ago, Spencer. When it was around like the $13 after the first day of pop, when the, the rumors were there. Now we know Houston, uh, the Houston Rockets owner, I believe, yep. is the one behind it. Um, so I think this is a nice play on gaming, online gaming. And I think this story gets hot. And if you look at evaluation here and you think, oh, this is valued in the $700 million area. And you got DraftKings valued at like $22 billion, And you think, are they that much better? I don't know. I, I think this is a nice play. So you can, you got to just do your fundies on it. I think LCA has got some value here. I threw it in the long-term portfolio not to look at it. I actually bought a little bit in the 14s. I talked over Sean Udall, and we both liked it. And I bought some of the 14s, a tank. I bought more. Um, I don't usually average down losers, but I only took a partial position. I was like, I'm taking the whole thing now. Um, so I bought more at 1285 yesterday on the dip. Uh, so you can play these things. Just do your homework. And I don't want to buy things at ridiculous valuations, but I don't think the LCA is trading at a ridiculous valuation. And I think the story could get hot. So I like LCA. 
Yeah, it uh, returned to the scene of the crime, right? Almost. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to get it back in ten bucks, right? No, That's you're not going to get it back. I mean, it got down at eleven eighty four. I, I mean, unless that, they yeah. just call off the deal and it's done and not going to do it, it doesn't sound like they're doing that. It's, I mean, it's already scheduled to change the ticker somewhere. So this is full on like becoming. Uh, do we have the official golden nugget? Uh, yeah. As far as I know, this is confirmed. But I have. It is. It is confirmed. Yeah. All I'm right. pretty sure it's confirmed. I, I think they even have a date here. So uh, let me see. I, they had a ticker symbol. I'm trying to find what the ticker symbol is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Golden Nugget Online going to GNOG. GNOG. So we even got it scheduled. It's going to become GNOG. Golden Nugget Online Gaming. So I like the online betting. I mean, think about even in a co in a world where people don't want to go to casinos, but they want to still gamble. You could see online betting pick up. Until so people, I'm until, holding on. This isn't a trade. I threw this in a lo- as a longer term, like investment style that I think the story gets hot. So same thing with like I had with space to a certain extent, you know, I've been waiting for a month and a half for space to get hot. And finally it's starting to pick up. I'm in this space for a story, but LCA I think is a, a better value. one because I, I got a little bit of valuation that I don't think is crazy. And I have the story. So I love that. So space took a speculative size. LCA I took a full size position. So what, like what? like a, like a same position I would buy with an Apple. So not speculative, like full on. I think LCA could be a good one. Now it's still anything can happen. I mean that's why I stay diversified, never go all in on any stock. But I think the story could get hot. I don't mind the valuation. Uh, what's going to happen when people like gamble and they just lose all their money and they don't have any more money to gamble? With these sites. Does, does, has that ever happened before? Because oh. casinos <laughs> have stayed in business for a long time. The only reason the casinos have closed in the last. 50 years is because of a virus so uh I, I, that's how I, they keep I, the lights on i mean we tried to play this you know this the sports betting angle with the wrong stock joel me and you and i can't even remember what was the ticker of it and we got rocked in it it was uh, uh it ended up getting taken over but it got it taken over at a lower price than we actually. bought it that was uh, a symbol did you sell it you must have sold it too that was, I, it was tsg right tsg, TSG yeah tsg yeah. yep Yep, and you know it it exploded. Gone, yeah, it exploded afterwards because yeah, of I know. We were too early. Stock, because of the well, no, no, no. Even after the merger went, uh, even before like the merger was official, that stock in uh, Britain went absolutely bonkers. So that ended up going. I um, lost off. Yeah, my I can't think of the name of the stock that took it up, but I think the thing ended up going like into the 30s before it went off the board. <laughs> we really, we really. Uh, I think the really, sports betting. It, it, and I played it wrong with that one. I think this LCA, it's my opinion, but I think the story could get hot. Okay. I'm in. I played it wrong 20 years ago, so, you know. Uh... You play some right, you play some wrong. <laughs> That's the point, too. Stay diversified in your trading portfolio. Never go all in on one thing. That's a good way to blow out your account. Stay diversified, especially when you're trading, you know, crazy or volatile stocks. So jump back in. Lots of tickers coming here. I mean, we're down significantly. People are wondering, is this a buy the dip opportunity? It, it, I mean, as trades, buy the dip worked yesterday. Sell the rip, buy the dip. I guess we continue to do it. But again, uh, from a long-term investment standpoint, I'm still, I'm heavy technology and not anything else. I don't, I'm not sticking Boeing in my long-term portfolio because even though they're getting the problems figured out with the max, I don't know what's happening here with the virus. And people are going to be spooked to fly, and I don't see who the hell's buying planes. So right. I think Boeing's got major problems. Not little problems, not even max problems anymore. Major problems that I don't think their customers are buying. 
So no thank you on Boeing. Speaking of diversifying real fast, I'm going to do some homework over the weekend and look at the uh, BETZ ETF, the bets. What's in there? Yeah. What's in there? Uh, you got your DraftKings, you got your GAN, you got your Penn Gaming, you got uh, That's a nice one. A GVC, they're a, they're a sports book. Um, yeah, you got a few other things in there. So I'll see. Yeah, I'm assuming we'll go in there. Well, I'm just looking at the top holdings, but there is. Yeah. There's a, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna look at that this weekend and, and see see what I see. But um, all right, let's go to some tickers from the chat here. We got a good one here. Question about Tyson Foods, and I was reading about uh, these chicken companies uh, increasing the amount of automation that they use. Uh, obviously, they had some issues with the virus spreading at at, a, at some at some plants. Uh, so we got a question here about Tyson and uh, about about Tyson long term specifically. I guess I'll pull the chart up here and you can see, but um, yeah, Tyson and Pokemon's Pride both relying more on, on, on robotics and automation uh, for their production of, of chicken. Um, the problem is it's the secular trend here that I'm concerned about, and that being that people are eating healthier. And people see chicken, some people see chicken as a healthy alternative to cow, but there is people going vegan. And I'm not saying Beyond Meat is the way to go, but there are so many different Impossible Burgers, this, that. It's all bad for Tyson Foods. So is it knock it down to a point where, you know, eventually it becomes attractive from a valuation standpoint? Tyson's not going out of business. But I just think there's, you know, no way to know how much their business is going to hit, get hit as consumers start to eat more vegetables and more vegan. I mean, I eat some of these, you know, I, I, I ate the vegan burgers now too. I never, two years ago, I never ate a vegan burger. I'm not saying I'm buying beyond meat burgers, but there's 20 of them in the grocery store, all kinds of different. And they're from some pretty good. So it, that's more maybe directed at, you know, the hamburger makers. But again, chicken is seen as unhealthy as well by a lot of people. Now people are looking at more vegan and vegetable alternatives. So there's still always going to be people that eat chicken. So it's not going away. There's always going to be, you know, some people that eat it. But again, you got to remember if, you know, 10% of people decide that I don't want to eat chicken anymore. I don't want to eat as much chicken as I used to. That can really knock the hell out of a stock. So revenues falling 5, 10, 15% over time are never a good thing. I think the secular trend Tyson is down. That's why I don't want to own it long term. Yeah, the uh, long term, I can't remember when I got just absolutely destroyed buying puts in this thing. It must have been, I don't think it was last year, but it was like one of the runs up, run up to 90. Couple things here on a technical basis. One, you've just had this huge fall, uh, you know, from uh, the COVID-19 crisis. And then you got the rebound. And now the rebound, and then I'm looking at the monthly here, it kind of looks like another head and shoulders top here. You got the left shoulder and then you got the head. This is on a monthly uh, chart uh, for just from a can shorter. Uh, Spencer, can you show the monthly on this? I'm showing it. Okay, excellent. Uh, we got the lag. That's why. Okay. Uh, if you want to just get more current and just say, "Hey, it doesn't." My chart looks a little bit different than that because I'm going out longer term or not so long. If you can only actually, I got a weekly up. Could you go to a weekly, Spencer? Sorry about. That. But anyways, for a more actionable thing, 55, that's your 50% retracement of your move from 42.57 to 68 and change, 55.28 the low yesterday, trading right there at 55.27. If this thing is going to rally, 
it is, you know, even have a dead cat bounce. It's going to hold 55, 54 and a half over the next couple of days of Mount Rally. If not, if they just blasted through this level, my expectations, I don't know how easy it's going to get to the low of the move at 42.57, but uh, chicken, uh, Tyson needs to hold on uh, right here. 55 bucks. That's my level. It's big level. Big level. I'll give you that too. So if you're okay. trying to call it, I would not want to see a trade below that 54, that low of the move, 54.20. Hey, what's that other chicken company? Um, PPG? Is it? No, no. Oh, PPC. PPC. Yeah. I mean, this is just some kind of... What's it doing? That tells you the same story. I mean, people can say, yeah, okay. Everybody, it's just talking to me lots of people that eat chicken. Stock, stock market's people telling you that there's going to be less people eating chicken. It's that's not about it, people stop eating chicken. It's about less people eating chicken. And that's what a lot of people, like, again, with stocks and with businesses, you know, a 10 to 20% fall in sales is epically bad and can actually put companies out of business. Now, I don't think that's going to happen here with Pilgrim's Pride and with Tyson Foods, but I don't know it's not going to happen either. I don't think they're going out of business, but I think that they, there's a repricing happening for a reason. And that's because meat alternatives are popular and not going away, especially with the younger generation. So yes, chicken is healthier than cow, but at the same time, people are starting to eat more vegan type meals, especially younger people. They're being conscious of it. So this is, I think, a secular trend that doesn't change. So I'd be a seller of rallies in Pilgrim's Pride and Tyson Foods. All right, I'm going to some more questions from our chat here. There really wasn't a lot on like our radar this morning just because it's, it's like we said, it's the calm before the storm. It's, it's quiet out there. Let's look at – actually, the one stock that was on my radar here was Sony. They invested a quarter bill in the maker of Fortnite, Epic Games. And last I had checked, it was trading up in the pre-market. Yeah, it's been up 72.40. Sony has been a monster. Again, the technology play here, um, gaming play as well with SNE, and it's getting close. You're not even that far from all-time highs here on Sony. So 73.86 for 72.40 within striking distance. This is just a pure play on technology being the safe haven. And Sony is a, a play, obviously, overseas as well. Technology seen as a safe haven. They're piling the Sony. Something eventually that safe haven might not be that safe, but right now it is. Uh, multiple highs in the uh, seventy. Let's just call it seventy-one eighty to seventy-two thirty-four. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, six highs in a row. This is back in uh, June. Got up to seventy-one sixty-six yesterday. Trading up here into seventy-two handles. So could be a breakout. I like to see it just so I wouldn't want to buy this thing at 72 off the hop and then see it at 7160 and no one would. But uh, if it's going to break out, I think it's just going to hold these pre-market gains and just keep on going. It looks like it wants to break out. Sure I does. wouldn't want to be short it. A couple other stocks. Um, do, 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 you have, do you want to go to the chat or do you want to go to my list? What do you want to do? Well, let's go to your list and I imagine. I had one big thing on my list and it was a question from uh, one of my Twitter followers just asking me about entries. I've always been in, and so, you know, and people actually, we had an email yesterday. Some people want more education, you know, and obviously, you know, I go on some tangents, I get some education. Let's take five minutes. I'll do some education here about entries because I've always been very good and, and 20 years in, in business, obviously, you know, I'm doing something right in trading business, but I'm very good at, finding the entry. I've always been very poor at exiting the position. I always get out way the hell too early. Um, sometimes, you know, I do okay, but for the most part, I take a couple bites, the early bites, and I leave most of the meat on the bone. 
So, um, so exits, I'm not gonna be able to help you much with. Entries, I can. So what I always try to do and what I learned way back, you know, I first started up rate trading was chasing stocks is not the way to go. People want to come in and, oh, this is moving. I jump into this and jump into this. And, you know, this trader beside me, his name was Radar. He was jumping, nickname was Radar. He was jumping and chasing everything, you know, like, oh, this is moving. I got to go jump into this. And then it would turn around and go down. And you go jump into this and it would turn around and go down on him. And I was like, you know, just learning almost from him that, oh, that's not how I want to trade, I don't think. So what I always say is what you want to do is you want to get on the train before it leaves the station. So one, I'm usually looking for a catalyst. What is the catalyst? I mean, earnings are a classic catalyst, but sometimes there's an event. Sometimes, you know, and, and Benzinga, you know, is, is great at pointing out catalysts as well. So, you know, I want a potential catalyst. Obviously, earnings season is going to be your catalyst coming into next week. So I want some type of setup. You know, I talk about the ex-dividend plays with AT&T and Verizon. That's another catalyst. But I'm looking, basically, I'm looking first at is there, you know, a potential catalyst? And then secondly, do I have a technical setup? Because the issue is, is if you're looking, you know, at, at certain stocks and you're just, you know, okay, well, this looks great. I'm going to jump in. This is a good story. Like on a Tesla, for instance, and you're buying it, you know, after it's just run 300 points in three days, I can't control the risk there. I don't have an out. I mean, if, if, if you buy Tesla even right now, really, where is your out? I guess you, I, you know what? Actually, I'll take it back. Tesla's not a bad example right now because we consolidated for three days. So the train was running down the tracks. Tesla's a good example here. You had, if you look back to June, June 29th, Tesla was in consolidation. That's when you strike, when the stock has stopped moving for a little bit. It's been trending up, stopped moving, looking like it's breaking out, and boom, we have the breakout. We have a catalyst, a technical catalyst, but it was a breakout. And then we ran for 400 points from 1,000 to 1,400 in five trading sessions. Now what's happened is Tesla has, is in what I would call consolidation station. It's digesting its previous move. Often you see the digestion actually to go higher. And I, you know I played it short one time here, but now it's been up here for too long. And that makes me think that potentially Tesla could break out again and make a run for 1500. Now I would want to have an out. So right now, if I was to go long Tesla, I can somewhat control the risk, although it's really sloppy because you gotta take it all the way down to 1311. That's the low from two days ago. So if you were buying it here now, I would stop myself out below 1311. That's a big, you know, 80 points. You're talking a 5% down move, but Tesla's wild. So maybe you got to give yourself something, but that this is a setup. You know, this is when, you know, an entry can make sense. So basically the key with entries is to have your risk defined before you enter the trade and have yourself a point where saying, if it goes bad, I'm going to get out. Like my Spotify trade from a few days ago, um, you know, I was saying I was going to lean on the 253 low and I was buying a 256 and then it went up 15 points. So I was able to control the risk there too. So these are the setups and this is talking more swing trading. Obviously I do arbitrage. I do a lot of other stuff, stuff like that's hard for, you know, most people to participate in one, cause they're not enough capital Two, because they're maybe not going to be quick enough. Maybe they are quick enough, but um, I'm pretty quick. Um, and algorithm algorithms help that as well. But you know, the swing trading, everybody can participate in. So that's why I'm trying to address that more than anything, the technical setups here. So you look at Spotify, it was in consolidation station when it was 250 to 260 right in there. And you could see support starting to form. And Joel, I've learned a lot of this from you as well. And you can you know, chime in here too. When you see a stock making three, a couple lows in the same area, it's like, okay. And usually I want it trending up. So the key is I want it trending up and then consolidate, make a few lows in the same area, and then give me a shot to continue on the trend. 
So I'm not buying stocks that are trending down. I'm buying stocks that are trending up, but I'm buying them when they're taking a breather. And then I can control the risk. And if all of a sudden starts to break down, then I know I'm out and I have my risk defined. So that's the key is buying strong stocks when they're taking a breather, selling short, weak stocks when they're taking a breather. So just as much, you know, Boeing was probably consolidation to go lower. And I didn't play it from that way. Uh, but, you know, it's been consolidating for a while and now it starts to break down again, makes it think, OK, well, this party could get started on the short side here again. So the key is major points before we bring on our, before we bring on Jason is one, don't chase. Wait for the stock to take a breather. Give you a couple, two, three days, maybe where it's paused. Volatility's come down a little bit. And now I can control the risk. Now I can define where I'm going to get out as opposed to just randomly jumping in. And my and, 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 and in the case of Tesla, like I said, if I was going along this right now, I would stop myself out under 1311. So I'd love to get like 1350 and then I don't have to risk as much as opposed to buying at 1396. Just like when I was doing Spotify, Spotify was trading at 270. It came in from there and I was like, okay, now it's getting close to the level where I was gonna control my risk on. So now I have less risk. So I bought a 256 and I'm gonna stop myself out under 253. I never got stopped out and the thing turned around and ran 20 points. I didn't get out as the best because we know I, I don't exit trades well, but again, that's a controlled entry with discipline. Joel, what are your thoughts here? Joel, you got to, I'm, I'm muted here. You got to, he just did. He, he left for coffee. No, no, no. I, I'm muted, Joel. I'm muted. Joel. <laughs> he do it. I did it, but I don't have the ability to unmute him. So, uh, so if you mute me, and then how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I, I slacked you like three times. <laughs> I know what else. Slacked me three times. Okay. I don't know what else. He slacked you and slapped you. <laughs> I think the, uh, the the best point of you know what you were saying there is the areas of consolidation. People yes. like to look at oh the stock is ripping or the stock I gotta is jump in. yeah I gotta gotta get in get in but you know nothing goes straight up except for Amazon and nothing really goes straight down. So if I'm looking at something for like a contrarian play, like let's say a stock makes a big move, pulls off a high. And I want to, you know, maybe look for a potential short entry. Then I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for just, you know, some kind of return to the scene of the crime. You know, a bounce, and then maybe, um, you know, one or two highs. I'm a little bit more uh, drilling in on the daily highs and lows. And then, you know, if you get your daily highs and lows to line up with like a 50% retracement, then you get a couple days of, you know, consolidation. Uh, you know, then then I like to strike. As far as you know, short term trading and like the e minis and stuff like that. I mean, you just get your price no matter what. You put your order. I mean, you know, sometimes you miss it by a point, and you miss it, you miss it. But with the liquidity and those, I mean, there's it, just it's instant. And same thing with you with spy. If you're you yeah. want to put something on in spy, so that but that's not important. What but I will say is it's really difficult to trade the minis and the spy because it's so efficient. I mean, I'm all about inefficiencies and I'm looking for a specific catalyst and maybe get a market catalyst. I do make market calls and I do make the odd trade, you know, on the spy without a hedge. Like I'm trading spy all the time, but I'm using it for hedging tactics, not, you know, for directional plays. Um, but the, the reason, you know, is the stocks have individual catalysts that I can, you know, that, and they have individual stories. So it's those individual stories that sometimes, you know, get lost, you know, and obviously, you know, sometimes they just get swept under. Just like yesterday with LCA. The reason I was buying LCA is because I believe there's a story and I was getting a market sell-off that gave me the opportunity to get back or to get into it 
again, you know, to add to the position at a cheaper price that I thought was okay. Now, the LCA is a different story. It's not really a trade. I, like I said, it's a long-term investment. But even go back to my Amazon, the Amazon purchase that I made back in June, and I'm trying to go find it here. Oh, no, it was May. So on May the 2nd or May the 4th. You timed that one. May, yeah, May the 4th. I put on a double-sized position in Amazon Long, right at the low. So, and, you know, sometimes these entries are really good. and Sometimes they're not this good, but this one was really <laughs> good. So May 1st, May the 22.58 low. What happened was it went down to 22.56, and then it was starting to show some life, and the market was starting to show some life, and some other momentum. Shopify, which has kind of been moving with Amazon, because they're both lockdown plays, you know, it was starting to show some life. And I had a catalyst, and I was like, you know what? I think this Amazon could double bottom. And, you know, I'm looking two day two consecutive lows in the same area, and that could be a good catalyst. So I put a double-sized position on, one for an investment, because I always wanted to buy invest, Amazon as an investment, and one for a trade. And the trade, I said, I'm going to stop myself out if it gets below the 22.56. And I bought it, I think, 22.62 that day. I later sold about a week and a half. I sold like 23.90, the trade portion. I kept the other half, and I'm still in it. So I'm now up, you know, what, a uh, thousand don't points. Don't look, don't look. A thousand look. points. Don't look. And, and I was risking 10. So that was where, you know, the trade can kind of became the investment. So, and, and what I've, I've cut out on it, I, 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 I sometimes do early. If I think like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I like to invest in this thing. It starts to break down. I was like, okay, I'm going to get cheaper. So, but now you're at a point, you're up a thousand points. I'm trying to just let it go. But anyways, that, that's just my thoughts. Oh my goodness. Okay. We got to cancel. Cancel, 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 cancel. Uh, what, <laughs> what just happened here? God, uh, um, something happened. Uh, I know the PPI. Did Trump say something? Uh, yeah. Uh, more that was QE. 838. That was a weird time. It's not an 830 number. I know. It wasn't. I know. There was a delayed reaction. I'm looking here. Trump said, vaccine's coming. Yeah. <laughs> we know no, oh, yeah. Uh, two minutes ago. Uh, 74.4. This is Gilead. Uh, recovered by day 14. This is Gilead news. Is Gilead moving? G-I-L-D? Oh, yep. Gilead's it's, flying. It's Gilead yeah, Gilead's news. Flying. Yep. Wow. That's it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Cure. Cure Hanover. That's it. Gilead. That's it. You Gilead news. This market, it's just, and like I said, this is the wild card. A cure or a vaccine changes everything. Everything. (laughs) Fed doesn't. Vaccine or cure changes everything. And the the one day when we actually do get, you know, an official, this is, we've cured COVID. And they obviously going to trade before that. But I mean, this is, going to boom the reopening stocks this a st- news like this can move it now is it you know being overshot everybody panics they buy i mean we just rallied 15 handles on the gilead news but reopening stocks want a vaccine or a cure they don't care about fed action they want a cure tech obviously is a different story yeah that so, I mean, so he's that... popping gilead break down the technicals in gilead we got that moving right now gil okay Okay, let's go. G-I-L-D. Yeah, you're, there to, you're a technical analyst. Yep, I found a stock. Now I'll give you the uh, what we're doing here. We're getting a pop. Let me adjust my chart. I mean, just going historically, this thing has never held these rallies. I'm just going on like past it. But that was when it was uh, bumping up in the 80s, right? So this is a little bit different. So you just got to spike up to 76.50. Next thing I'll do, I'll go drill down on my dailies. What do I have there? Nothing at 76.50. Positive. Yeah. So look at that. Uh, 77 right there. That's my bogey. Your two day, your three day high, 76.96. Your uh, yet to, 
Um, that was what's today. Today's Friday, Wednesday, size 7696. Thursday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm getting my days mixed up here, and then 77. Tuesday and Wednesday, double top at 77. You got to get through that, then you can work up. But uh, until we take 77 out, I look at this potential fade here. Okay, in I, I gotta go to the top. Marmel says DDD. Earnings season was a major concern. Now, 30 minutes later, this changes everything. I didn't say that. I got to clarify. I did not say this changes everything. I said a vaccine or a cure would change everything. This is a trial. This isn't a cure. This is a trial. This doesn't change my opinion here on any of it. Also, remdesivir is not a vaccine. It's a treatment. It's a treatment. Yeah, exactly. So So I'm, I'm saying that's what the market wants. That would change everything if we had a successful vaccine everything changes if we were able to get a therapy or a cure that changes everything not a headline we get a headline like this every other day i'm not all of a sudden oh i gotta go buy stocks right now that you're doing it wrong you know what i just did right there i just sold spy at 214.40 i sold into that route because we've seen these spikes before we see these spikes happen and they're, they're going to happen. Those spikes are selling opportunities and, and the dips are buying opportunities. Why do I keep saying buy the dip, sell the rip? Now, I don't know. Like maybe they're going to interpret this. This is just happening, just hitting the headlines. We don't know how the market's going to interpret this overall. We're rallied 20 handles on a headline. I haven't even had a chance. I'm on a live radio show. I haven't had a chance to even read what the he- headline is. So I know it's Gilead. So, you know, you got to look and you, you can analyze it from a little bit of perspective. But from a trading perspective, we popped 20 handles on a Gilead headline. It's been a sell every, uh, every time. Yeah, Gilead itself that, has been a sell every time. Yep. And so, yeah, how does that, how does that change the entire, you know, market structure? And that, that's not a cure. I mean, this is just, you know, improving people that already got it. Something it working, helping a little bit. It's helping yeah, it's, it along. It's just the but, bots. But that's what the market, it's the bots. That's a headline off the bots. The bots are sometimes right. They're sometimes wrong. They give you lots of different opportunities. That was a crazy move right there, though. And the it stocks was. didn't respond nearly as much. That's why I was like, I'll sell some spy. Because <laughs> I see a lot of stocks still trading hell really, really far in the red. So the spots got excited about the minis up there. Like, oh, but the stocks are still really ugly here. So I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we, well, it's hard to say. I mean, this is a headline that moves markets. But this is the risk to the shorts. The whole risk to the whole short thesis is the cure of the vaccine. And it's going to come eventually. And that's why you can't just say, I'm going to short long term because the world's going to zero. We're going zombie apocalypse. It's not the case. But as traders, we got to be moving in and moving out. I'm going to keep saying, buy the dip, sell the rip. Buy the dip, sell the rip. Pound it in you guys' heads because that is what continues to work. Yesterday, we sell off 500 Dow points in the morning. We rallied all back in the afternoon. If you're day trading that, buying the dip, selling the rip, you're making money. So... Buying it when we rally 25 points on a Gilead headline is the opposite of buy the dip, sell the rip. That's called buy the rip. And that has not been working. You're down so a quick it has been 10, working yeah. for the last three weeks. You're down a quick 10 points. We ran up to 31.43.75. I'm up eight points on my spy sale that I just did at 8.40.17. So three and a half minutes ago. Three minutes I, ago. I, I, I'm bringing Jason on now, but uh, as we do that, uh, if we do go into zombie apocalypse, would you like go long what like maybe amcx because i could learn a lot from watching the walking dead which would actually be a good segue because there was rumors that i was gonna get taken over yesterday but like maybe clorox i don't know jason jason rasnick is our ceo good morning jason oh what up you got me a minute early i was barely ready but oh sorry about that oh i got it no i'm good now good morning benzinga pre-market prep how is it going today guys chopping around yeah chop fest here 
Yes. Vaccine news, or no, sorry, therapy oh. news from Gilead. Again, this is like the 10th headline from Gilead. Yes. So we're just chopping around. Chop. I mean, I like the chop. Traders like chop. They so like chop. do you like chop, Jason Some, Rasnick? Sometimes, but right now I went heavy again on margin, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, oh, it was good. It was a positive day. I, I had some great trades this week. Thanks to the Benzinga Pro Pre-Market Chat, stocks that I never even knew existed. CLSK up 45% this week. I got out of it yesterday, but it was nice. up 45%. And I don't usually have plays like that. Like it's a, it's a risky $50 million market cap that I don't advise and wouldn't advise in the show. But CLSK was, uh, you know, one of these plays. But I got five quick things. I know we only have like 15 minutes. Let's first go LCA Tillman Farida. So... Tillman Frida, my, my night with Tillman Frida. He's the head of that. He owns all Landry. He owns the restaurants. I went to LA a few years ago at the last minute to go to the Milken, um, Milken Global Initiative Conference. End up sitting at a, rest, a bar or restaurant, and there was like only a few seats left. The guy across me is Tillman Frida. I had no idea who he was at the time. And like literally me and like three other guys just bonded over dinner and drinks, and it was Tillman. And so um it was so interesting because i didn't know who he was and we got to talk about a lot of different things dennis i am also a believer in this lca i don't know on the valuation but i know tillman and he doesn't know how to give up so that's the um the play there so that are you in um um no i'm not i didn't even know it existed i'm gonna buy it when the market opens today though i didn't know it existed i I haven't paid attention i was i loved the show for bringing lca I'm, I, I will be in. It's only existed for eight days officially. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I, if I traded full time, I would have known it existed. But LCA, I will buy today just because Tillman, he wrote a book. We recently had him on our show and interviewed Tillman. And um, we'll see this. But having said that, you and Joel were talking about gaming plays. And I want to address that for a minute. I like investing in the stuff that powers stuff. So right now, there's a lot more traders. They call it the day day trader type thing. And so if you wanted to make money on people investing in the stock market right now, if Benzinga was a public company, there'd be an argument to say invest in Benzinga because we're the back end to a lot of things, just like GAN, GAN. It's the back end to a lot of this online sports gambling stuff. And you guys know I'm long GAN. I bought it around 16 to 18. Yep. It went that, went up to 20, went back down to 17. I had that girl I told you, Lexi, complain about she was losing on it. And now it's back at 27. You got to build a, like, the market's not going to go up every day. You got to, I mean, these are different, these are fundamental trades, not technical. If you got to have conviction, you got to double up when these things go down or not double up, but increase your position, dollar cost average. I did that on Peloton and on um, uh, Slack at big time. And I did the same thing on GAN. It's the, the tool behind things, you know, it's the tool behind the scenes. And that's, I like those things that power. We power a lot of the online brokerages. Um, so that's where I was saying, Benzinga would be like would like that in that scenario. Before I, you move on from that to your next one, because this is helping illustrate a point that Dennis just made. Uh, the stock had a you know up and down, up and down, went up and made a new all time high. But look it, it's been sleepy the last couple days, which, right? Dan, are we talking? Dan, Dan. Dan, see the consolidation here. Yeah. This is exactly what Dennis is talking about. Yeah, setups there. Set yeah, twenty six ten low on uh on July second, then six thirty six, six twenty, six twenty six. Someone big, someone with some big money wants to stock around twenty six bucks. Now it's at twenty seven fifteen. So if you if you don't want to wait for the actual breakout yeah. and you want to buy this stock here, 
you know that if it, you know, at least based on this setup here, there's yeah. very good support at 26. There's your out. You make, you know, if you're risking a buck at this area, you want to make three bucks, you obviously need a breakout. But that, I just uh, didn't mean to interrupt you. But it's that's a nice exactly- setup, Joel. It's a good point. It's a nice setup. I mean, those three lows I was talking about, you got a stock that's trending higher. That checks one bar. And then you got a stock that's consolidated for five days. That checks the other bar. So now I have my out. And you're right. If I was buying this thing at 27 and just for a trade, not saying Jason's in it for a longer term, but if I was buying it for a trade, which it's a nice setup right now. I'd probably stop myself out under 20. So you give yourself a little room, maybe 25 yep. and a half, 26, but you risk yourself a buck here today. Maybe we open down a little bit and you can get on the cheap and cheap. maybe yep. get that break on that run to 30. So I don't mind that setup. Good point, Joel. And, and also don't um, confuse with like, you know, not being fearful sometimes, forget even the technicals in this one, but like I, I try to make smart things too, even though I think it's going to go up more. So let's say I bought, let's just make up number 2000 shares and it was at 20 bucks. So, I sold 400 shares at 2021 just to take some profit off the table and then go, you know, stay the rest. Now, if it goes down to 16 again from what I bought it at, I will buy more because I believe in the story. I believe in the thing behind the thing as someone keeps quoting me in the chat room. Yes, the thing behind the thing. Benzinga's business, we could have been a website, but we really focused on being the thing behind the thing, provide data and tools for investors and make and make make a difference. And that's what GAN does. And that's what Shopify does. And that's what Amazon does. They also have a retail site, but they also have distribution. They power a lot of small businesses. I look for the things that power other things. The leverage effects of that is very, 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 very powerful. Um, Jason is what you call, and you can classify different investors, but he is a fundamental investor. And what that means is he's looking at the story. He's looking at the, the literally, what is this company doing? What's the mechanics behind it? And do I want to invest in it? And fundamental investors, you know, have a little longer time horizon, obviously, and they're going in because they believe in the company. Not so much the chart doesn't, the chart can be a timing mechanism for a fundamental investor, but you believe in the story, you believe in the company. And that's why, you know, you're a fundamental guy. And that's, and the fundamental investors like Warren Buffett are some of the best investors and traders, you know, obviously ever. So I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of fundamental investors and that you're doing your homework. Bundies are about doing your homework. And you've done your homework here and you believe in the story. You're going to be right 100% of the time? No. But if you're right more than you're wrong, you can make some money. Yeah. And, and by the way, I should say this, I'm teasing a Tesla story that we're going to talk about in like four minutes, a Tesla angle. Um, I will, so stay, stay tuned for that. But to what Dennis's point is, you can be wrong and you may be wrong for a bunch of reasons. Timing. You may got it at the wrong time. This GAN may not go to 50 until three years from now. I have no clue. Um, execution risk. A lot of these things, you could have the best vision ever. You guys know Uber, right? Well, there was another company that I went and met with called Sidecar in San Francisco that started two years before Uber. The exact same business model, their execution was not good. It was a guy from Michigan that was one of the founders. And I met the company, went to their office, cool office in San Francisco, Sidecar. I bet you guys haven't heard of it. And Uber, so there's execution risk. So the story may be there, but they can't execute. So that's the first thing. Now the next one, this is um, Joel's and no interruptions, Joel. You can't argue with me on this one. You just have to accept what I'm going to say. So uh, <laughs> now you know that's not going to happen. It has to. Uh, Spencer, you have to mute him then. Um, I can unmute myself. No, oh, shoot. This is going to make you mad. So um, Joel's favorite social media, social site, TikTok. So there's rumors that TikTok may pull out of, I mean, U.S. may close it down. They've closed it in Japan. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. But we're talking about SPACs, and Dennis is talking about 
LCA. So I try to find SPACs or potential plays or who have relationships to people that to companies that you're not really talking about. So there's a company called Byte. There's another company called, um, well, not Musical.ly, that was what uh, TikTok was, uh, Dubsmash. One of these companies and another one are probably going to spin into a SPAC because if they go into a SPAC, everyone's looking for the TikTok competitor. TikTok right now is so much better than Instagram, so much better than Facebook, so much better than all these things because there's not glorifying that life of like, hey, I live, I'm, on, I'm on a lake. It's not, it's not that. It's actually just fun, amusing videos. It's such a different experience. And right now, because it's China, there's a lot of debate there. So what I would tell investors here, and I'm going to look for it too, try to find SPACs that may become in the social media space that are like a TikTok. Because TikTok, if, it, if it's out of here, another one's going to take over because the TikTok experience is so superior to any other social media platform. I've learned so much from TikTok. I'm literally, I have more iPhone tricks on my phone now than you could ever imagine. I mean, one of my big complaints was the speakerphone on the iPhone is too quiet. I watch a TikTok video, how to make your speakerphone on the iPhone way louder. It's the best trick ever. I have so many things I learned from TikTok. I can't say enough. So how is it different? Because uh, I, I, I've seen TikTok and I've seen some videos on there. How is it like different than YouTube? Oh my God. It's like a night and day experience. It's like the, it, it's like, that's like saying, how is swimming different than running? It is, <laughs> okay. It, it, I want to know. I want to know. I'll tell very you. Very short, very I'll, short videos. Uh, yeah. A, a, ADD. Me. I'm ADD. I don't want to, <laughs> when, when you watch on YouTube, they are going to tell me how to make my speakerphone louder. They're going to give me an intro. This is how we're going to tell you how to make your speakerphone louder. And by doing this, you're just, the TikTok video goes, hey, you want to make your speakerphone louder? Go here, go here, go here. Within 30 seconds, I have so much intelligence. And that's not it. I have way more tools than just that now. Like I can, I'm so much quicker with my phone because within 30 seconds, I get what I need. With YouTube, the average video is two to four minutes. And why or longer? Why is that? YouTube pays people based on duration of watch. TikTok doesn't do that. TikTok doesn't pay anyone. So um, that's the difference. I literally will go on TikTok and type in iPhone hacks, and I'm like a genius now on the iPhone. I mean, I have a cartoon character now. I have all these things. Now, <laughs> What's your – I got to see your – what do you mean your cartoon Yeah, let's see character. your cartoon character. How do you get a cartoon character? Oh, I have a cartoon – I totally have a cartoon character, Dennis. I'll – I'll send you a cartoon right now. I want to see the cartoon character. No. I got to get on this TikTok. And, and oh, Dennis, no, please. I like to talk. TikTok. Oh, my God. But I talk too long. I they kick me say, off. Yeah, Dennis, they kick me off. My tangents it. are too long. Yeah. I, will, I would just say with TikTok, just know it's a Chinese company, uh, and we've had issues with data management with U.S. companies. So just imagine how it is with the Chinese companies. So just keep that on your radar. I'm not saying – my let's see. Let's see his character. Oh, it's not showing I'm up. Saying, why is it? Oh, it's it's he's, he's finding it. No, I he's had. Found. I had it. Hold on. Share your, it on your screen. Your, your data may not be secure. Is all I'm saying. Let's send it to Spencer and I'll put it on the screen. Spencer, Spencer, you're not listening, man. Were you listening to the interview or no? This thing. Yeah. So then, why are you saying that? That's that's my <laughs> I, whole. I, I, that's I, my I, whole. That's my whole point. <laughs> look at the SPAC. Forget TikTok. Don't TikTok's yesterday. Okay, Think okay. of the opportunity. That's what we're. That's what we're talking. Well, what spec were you going into? I don't have the exact spec yet. I'm looking for it. Oh, you're Find looking for it. Who's gonna be in the bite or dub smash? Those are the two companies that could form a spec, and that's what I'm trying to. Uh, find which spec is going to be most resemble the TikTok play. You know? <laughs> that's, uh, that's the Jason Ross. I think TikTok I think guy. I'm following. It kind of looks I like think him. Of, I, no, let's see. <laughs> got really red let's lips. See. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. So, all right. All right. All right. All right. So now we're gonna go. We're gonna go on from TikTok. I got yeah, blue uh, eyes. I, I got two. Remember, I got the up. I got blue eyes. Yeah. My parents have blue green hazel. That was a rule when I was in college, high school. I'd only marry a girl with blue green hazel eyes. I was like one. Of, I was one of those. I, I'm obsessed with blue eyes. I was one of those guys. And I even like, think I broke up with a girl because that you have blue eyes. And guess what? I'm married to brown eyes. Yeah, baby, I got that one right. Brown eyed girl. Brown eyed girl. Okay, but let me uh, go fast because remember, I got a Tesla story coming up. Um, Spencer, cut the Tesla story too. Make it a separate article. Uh, Chris wants to write it, but it's coming up. I got a hot Tesla thing. <laughs> Dennis is going to say it's not hot, but I think it's hot. Um, my next thing is BGFV. I bought BGFV. Boy, go. Big five. Fred, Big Victor, five. Big you, you were talking about that last time on the show, I think, didn't you? Maybe. I don't know, but I wanted to remind people. I'm not saying it's a no-brainer, but I'm a big buyer of Dick's Sporting Goods, a big believer in it because of some app stuff they're doing. And BGFV hasn't taken off. I mean, What's I the symbol again, Raz? BGFV. Boy, go. Fred, Victor. Okay. It's okay. a sports play for two week highs, 414. I bought it. I want people to know I bought it. I have it. I bought it a few days ago. It has taken off a, a little nice bit. Pop. It's a, yeah, nice little pop, but I don't What think, was the catalyst yesterday? Um, uh, they, they gave guidance. Ah, guidance is okay. Guidance. Outdoor stuff. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, sporting goods, outdoors. People are doing more things outdoors with COVID out there. That kind of makes but, sense. But it also reminds me of like uh, stock trade in um, – it was a task or one of the ones that didn't take off yet. Like it was one of these ones that was just sitting there and didn't take off yet. And I think this is one of those plays that has potential like that. So that's why I bought it. Um, it's also reminds me of VSTO when I bought VSTO, you know, um, the outdoor gun company yeah. um, and it didn't take off yet. I bought it at 10 Vista outdoor VSTO it's at 1491. This is my big five kind of play on this thing, you know? Um, these are some of the bets. And by the way, another thing behind the thing that I love is Twilio. You guys know that, T-W-L-O. If you ever want the Twilio CEO on the show, press one in the chat room. I can get him on. I went to high yeah, school. Yeah, we want him. School. I'm pressing one. Oh, Jeff Lawson. I'll get him on, no doubt. He'll, I, I talked to him. I'll, I, I talked to him. He, I, I just had him film our gradu, uh, my high school graduation like ceremony thing. Not a lot of twos fun. there. Yeah, a lot of twos or not? Not, not a lot of twos. All right, I'll get I'll get Julio Cio on. The only issue is he's in San Francisco, but I'll see when he's back in Michigan and see if we can do it one morning when he's back in Michigan. Um, because it's six a.m. there. I don't know if he'll be that. I don't know if he'll be that fun that early in the morning. All right, uh, Tesla story. I'm yeah. Are we there? Yep, Tesla stories next, and then we have uh before the Tesla story. Hey, if any of you guys are analyst ratings experts, or you get research reports from analysts or any sort of analyst color and you're looking for some side income or a job, we're hiring another analyst rating experts at Benzinga. So I'm Jason at Benzinga.com. We're hiring someone that can help us cover all the analyst ratings. It's a job that starts early in the morning, but you got to have good color and good um, access to research reports, et cetera. If you're interested, Jason at Benzinga.com. Hey, AMD, story. just to interrupt, AMD getting a left here right now. Uh, circulating, this come from the pro. AMD shares moving higher. Intel shares moving lower. After traders circulated a report titled, Intel has another delay to a major server platform. So AMD popping here right now. Intel moving lower on that. Breaking headline news from Benzinger Pro. All right. Thank you. Now another example of a consolidation, long consolidation in AMD, and then it's finally making a move. Go ahead, Raj. All right. So now we're going to Tesla. Tesla, here we go. Do you see my phone? Let's see. All right. Brokerage accounts for are forcing liquidation. 
on all, on all margin counts. All these dips, so this is Tesla stock. All these dips are forced liquidation. So yesterday we get a message from E-Trade that our margin account has gone up from that I need to protect 55. You know, when you're very a big believer, I go on margin. And so my margin requirement on Tesla shares have gone up from 55% to 70%. Got that at 10.51 a.m. E-Trade gives you the option to like sell some stuff off or it does it automatically. Again, remember this came at 10.51 a.m. Now look at the timestamp here, 11 o'clock. Look at the dip in Tesla. Had to sell, I mean, these are a lot of people that got this message yesterday that had to sell shares. So 11 o'clock, nine minutes later. Now, sometimes you don't have to sell it like that if you don't sell, but these are people who have been getting these notices for the last week or so. And so you see the dip at 11, I'm not done yet. Um, so multiple people I talked to overnight were forced to liquidate Tesla shares, multiple people. Um, and these are people that were positive up on Tesla. Um, and they had to sell by the close yesterday, but some people had to sell before at 11 o'clock. They, the brokerages are demanding the shares for excess supply. Um, E-Trade would obviously sell. This is happening because large institutions are buying shares of Tesla and brokerage firms want to free up shares to sell these large institutions. Yesterday, E-Trade, Schwab, and Fidelity, all increased, all, all of them increased margin maintenance on Tesla to 70%. And this is Tesla only. They are forcing people with margin accounts to reduce their position even when their accounts are trading up. E-Trade forced me and a few of my friends that are in Tesla to sell our, to reduce our margin on Tesla. So what I am saying to you guys is there are people selling the stock right now, not because they want to, not because they have bad fundamentals. They are forced to, including myself and including some others. We are forced to sell stock because of the margin that we have on it. And I do think that potentially presents a long-term trading opportunity. Yeah, it's the opposite of when people are getting called in on the short side, right? And you're getting called in on the long side. I don't know. Dennis, have you have you uh, run across yeah, that I, I can see if it's all retail and there's obviously margin restrictions. I can see how that can be forced on a little bit of selling in it for sure. I mean, there's a lot of volume in Tesla, but a lot of retail action. So there's a case there. I mean, I, my case was Tesla's consolidated for three days. Maybe this is the reason for the consolidation that it's paused and stopped going up here. And maybe once this forced selling stops, maybe it resumes its uptrend. I'll just say Tesla's not going down. I, try, I thought first day, 1422, and I obviously made a nice short on it. I thought that that might be the top. It still is there, but it's been up here for too long. When something tangs up here too long, just like we said, there's no such thing as a triple bottom. I feel like there's no such thing as a triple top. I think Tesla might break out again. And so, and so to put some dollar amount to that, and you, I know he's mentioned retail and Tesla is trading billions of dollars a day. I only talked to like six people on this. The six people, and these are some guys have been long Tesla since $18. It was, it was 10 uh, to $14 million of stock that was sold in Tesla from these long-term Tesla bulls. They sold 10 to $14 million on the stock, which means there's probably hundreds of millions sold for the same exact reason. So I used that opportunity. Like I told people in the Benzinga Pro chat room last week, I bought call options. I bought the October 1500 call options a week and a half ago. I've never seen a call option, you know, rise so much. I'm probably going to try to buy another call option again today because I think the short-term selling won't stop. I think there'll be a little bit more of it. Um, and so that's one of my catalysts for trade. I, I get it in the chat. It could sound like BS. I get what people say. That's why it makes a trade. Listen, I was told at $700 that Tesla was going down to, you know, 200 and all this stuff. You guys know the bet I made. And Did your buddy pay up? 
Steve has not paid yet, but I think <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Raz. You got his address? I think it'll be next week. I I, I think it'll be next week. No, he, he's paying. Uh, Checks we are, in the mail. We are just deba- we are debating the number. I tried to get him to come on the show with you guys now, yeah. and here's I here's the message. I said Joel really wants to talk to you. And, um, <laughs> Joel and, done. And he, no, I did, I did, and um, here he is. Want to come on the show? And he goes, no, thank you. He thinks he's going to get castrated on the show. So he's um, <laughs> he, scared. You know, you know his, old, his whole tax argument. His whole tax argument, which we had it out a couple of days ago. But so that's that's my trades. The CLSK, I'm probably – I have a little bit left, and it's still – it's probably going down. But I took, put on some risky trades, and I follow the flow of the market. I still own – just so you, I know I saw a couple of questions – I still own PII. I still own D-O-O-O, uh, Flair, F-L-I-R. Eli, I'm waiting for earnings in two weeks. Uh, that's the Callaway. That's Callaway. Um, another consolidation. Own- I just looked at that one. Uh, another, you know, move, consolidation, just quiet. So is the PII. Just, you know, had the big move up. And this is illustrating the point that Dennis talked about earlier here. You have your move. You just have your quiet period. Quiet period, looking for another catalyst. Spoo's are green here by uh, yeah, four and a half. Yeah, nice sure. rally here. Well, Gilead's held on, and Gilead's up two bucks now. So watch GILD. We talk about leadership. Today, Gilead is going to be your leader because it has the news that has the catalyst, and, and that's I, what's driven the market higher. So keep an eye on Gilead. It starts to roll over, market could follow. Keep I never an eye, though. I'm not saying it's going to do that. I'm saying watch Gilead. I never know when Spencer Isles is going to hang up and cut me off. So, again, the thing I'm not going to cut you off. No, no, it's good. It makes for good drama. So keep, <laughs> fight it. I like that. I like when you do it. It makes good drama. So SA, we don't always have to agree, you know? It's good to fight a little bit. So SABR, um, that's, again, a thing behind the thing. It's moving. It's moved to 772. I'm still an owner of that, and I'm going to stay an owner for that. Uh, if it, When it hits 10, I'll sell some off. So the thing behind the thing, SABR, I, I bought some of that. Um, I just I had to. Um, and there was, um, and you guys know I own that one. Um, yep. there was, uh, one other one. Someone asked in the chat room, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Yeti, Yeti guys. I, I still am a believer of that. I'm waiting for earnings. Um, I'm actually down 2.5% on Yeti, Y-E-T-I on this new trade. I had it a long time ago and I sold it all. And then I bought it again because I, I go to these baseball games and every single person is Yeti, Yeti, Yeti. I know it's a company that's easy to copy, but for some reason, I'm long it and I'm staying long it. So, yes, I'm long lithium. Um, and um, and I have what was your what was your, you know what was your impetus for you know at the point in the market for increasing your margin again? Is that you're anticipating good earnings season, particular setups you like, and I. Uh, since you did increase that, like, what is like, do you have points in individual stocks where you'll say, Hey, you'll take it off. Or is it just more of a, a market driven thing where you think Great. the market's going to break out? Great question. So I don't like being heavy on margin going into a weekend. Cause you never know what happens in my risk versus reward. I'd rather not have that anxiety and then be freaking out if something happens. So what happens is I looked at my account and I looked at the results I did this about three months or a month or two months ago too. I'm like, I'm doing pretty well percentage wise, but why like the dollar amounts, I should compound them more or I should buy options. So I'm like, if I'm, if my, if my, if I'm 82% of the time right on these trades, why aren't I leveraging up and going stronger to put more money 
per trade. And that was my impetus for it. I am not one that's saying I'm making a call on the market. Even like yesterday, like I was up a decent amount because of CLSK and one other um, trade, the uh, BGFB. So I was up a decent amount and that's because I was on margin where I did a bigger trade. So if I'm up 82, if I'm, my probability is up 82%, like on these trades where I'm 80% of the time right, then why don't I go bigger on these trades? When I start revert, when the start trend starts reversing, I'm starting losing a little bit more, I'm reducing margin significantly. And like today before the close, I will probably sell a little bit of, um, um, I'll sell the, I will probably sell all, out of all CLSK because remember, I still got to buy LCA. Um, I just want to be in uh, Tillman's and then um, I'll find something else. Maybe a little bit in Seagull I'll sell or maybe I'll sell Smith and Wesson. Oh, I, I didn't realize you were still long in Seagull. Yeah, I bought it back because I can't stand Matt Kolb tweeting about it nonstop. And, <laughs> so um, I, it's not, Spencer, it's not one that like I, like I'm in big, but like it's. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Yeah, ex exactly. And, um, you know, and then the, the DraftKings guy, that's another one. I, I sold, I had four call options. I sold three of them. I have one left that's up like 60%. I may sell that one today too, Joel. It's an August 21st, $30 call. I may sell it because DraftKings valuation is insane. And Penn National seems like a better play. And I like what, what Dennis was saying about LCA. Um, so I'm going to jump on that. And again, I would rather put more money in, in GAN. I think our buy point in the show for GAN is 1653. It's at 27.15. I don't see why it doesn't go to 40. Um, so I'm leveraged there. And then I, there's also like debt, uh, Jolt. One thing I want to say, these are not all plays for big gains. I own a stock right now and I own it for the sole reason of a dividend. It's like one of these uh, preferred. Those are good to have. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's P-I-H-P-P. P-I-H-P-P, which is, it's at, it's like the lowest thing it'll ever like liquidate is $25 and it's an 8% dividend or 6% dividend. And I'm holding that forever just to keep the dividend. It's not going to move. It'll go from 22 to 25.50 over the next, that's the range it's in. It's a preferred thing. There's more, it's not like a company. It's like an operating, I don't know how it actually works, but I, you know, I own a bunch of that because that's just a way to have a dividend versus what you get in the bank. I mean, our, our savings account for Benzinga, we get 0.001. Hey, if someone wants to make a good startup, make a secure savings account for businesses where they can get more than 0.00005% of return. I mean, it's, it's insane. Start a hedge fund that's very conservative. that gives you a 1% return and I'll invest. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I just want to go around the ta around the room. Great question from Akash. He wants to know uh, what percentage, what's the highest uh, percentage of your portfolio you invest in a single stock. I'll start. Uh, I think the most the, the most weighting I have to one stock is like three or four percent of my portfolio. You guys, you guys know like what's the maximum amount of a, of a weighting you give to a single stock in your portfolio? Do you know? Maybe you don't know. Five to ten percent. Five to ten percent. Okay. Well, I I will do it right now. Jason can tell you. No, I'll do it right now. My biggest position by far is Tesla. Oh, okay, well, well, besides, okay, besides Tesla, we know that that's a big one for you. 30% of your portfolio? I didn't know that until this moment. It's grown into that, though, because it's it, you probably didn't, you know, when you start, sometimes you have to do some portfolio adjustments. <laughs> there you sell a little bit. It gets too big. <laughs> I, MasterCard started taking over my long-term portfolio because it just kept going up and up and up and up, and I had to sell because I've got, I've got too much uh, in one stop. Dennis, so, I... I bought Tesla, uh, 150 shares, Dennis, 150 shares. Oh, yeah, like 35 times, bucks. Exactly. 150 shares times, this is what I bought Tesla at. That's my total investment in Tesla. 5,700. 
And you, okay. you still have the 150 shares? And 150 shares times, what is it at? 1,400 or some shit? Yeah. Um, no, I don't have the 150 shares. I have a little bit less than 150 shares. Yeah. A oh, it's been bit, an unbelievable a, stock. A little bit less than 150 shares I have. Um, and I sold some at four. I sold, I, I think I told you I sold 10 shares at 460. I also had this 50 shares from that bet that I thought I had the full amount. So that <laughs> you get those shares back. back to the bet. So that messed, that messed it up a little bit. No, because honestly, I would have bought the shares for it. Whatever. Anyways, it, it is what it is. But the point is, uh, you're Spencer Israel. It's a great question because when I realized what happened with my position with Tesla, I started like my GAN. Because no, what I realized was whenever my portfolio was down or up, it was because Tesla. So then I, I built up some larger positions yeah. and, I, and I went on margin to do it a little bit like GAN. I went hardcore on and I don't usually go that hardcore on like I, you know, like, and so I'm trying to do, to do that. But listen, guys, I, I one thing I want to say, and before we end is the market and Dennis and Joel tell you guys this all the time. And Spencer, the market doesn't just go straight up. It's a dangerous place. It's if you're not, if you're not here for the long term, you're looking for trades, you got to be careful. Like, I don't want, like I could come in on Monday and Eli for some reason could be at, 50% of what it is today. You never know what can happen there. There's always downside things. So you, you play probabilities, you know, Tesla, Elon Musk is a, you know, people used to say, get rid of him. But if Elon Musk, something happened like that would hurt the stock. So these, this isn't like, like, I don't think me having 30% of Tesla in my portfolio is a smart thing. I just don't know how to like sell more. And then I regret it because I believe so strongly in the company, but I am doing some hedging now with options. And uh, um, an old friend, Nicole Sherrod, who used to, be it Ameritrade, it's been helping me hedge the positions because, you know, and this is the advantage of, long, of long-term investing and Google, like I have Google and I just don't look at the stock ever because I just think eventually it just keeps going up and it's a nice little secure investment, I guess. You buy I good companies, you don't look at them. It's a recipe to actually make money. Uh, that's my best long-term investments too, are the ones that I just don't look at. I have Google and I have Amazon, which is more recent, but Apple and MasterCard, like I said, you know, these were good companies then. And now you look at them, like I'm 10 years later on my Google and MasterCard investments and they're just well, awesome. Dennis, so if, if you can buy good companies and not look at them, you can make some money. Dennis, and one of the things that someone got from the show and they reached out to me after like, said, Jason, the smartest thing I've heard you say was that you had two accounts. So my long-term uh, stocks are in one account and my short-term is sure. in another. And that was a mistake. And the mistake was I had Facebook and I had another one that was a no-brainer that you should never sell in my short-term account. You're looking so at it. I was looking at it. And so I owned Facebook for six years. So when the market got crushed in March, I sold Facebook, my entire position of Facebook, my entire position, I sold it yeah. at 152 or something. Okay, guys, or lower. I don't even know. Whatever the low was, I was five points away. I sold the entire position. I'm like, small businesses aren't going to have money to advertise. Facebook's in trouble. Yeah. I sold the whole thing. If that was my other account, I wouldn't have sold it. And it was the dumbest sell I've ever made because I had a, a big profit on it. And then I ended up buying a little bit back, but I bought it back higher. My you point is- tax. Yes, it was the it was Dennis. Honestly, the dumbest thing ever done, and that's what angered me in March. So that's when I started trading more to make up for my stupid Facebook thing. And so my lesson is: if you want long term stocks, get it out of your account that you look at every day. My Google that I bought in like since IPO is it an account that I barely ever look at. And yeah. when when, when Spencer's will ask me my holdings, I just gave wrong numbers. It was, Tesla's not thirty percent because I didn't include those other stocks. So it's probably like 20% is what it really right. is. Um, but yeah, just get it out of that account because it's, it's so hard when you look at this. When I saw Facebook and I was up so much, go down so much, I'm like, all right, I'm out of this thing. And it's like, you just don't know. Apple, same thing. You know, like that's another one. If you believe long-term, get it out of your trading account. Just get it out and put it somewhere else. 
I would argue Peloton falls into that thing too, but I have it in my trading account. But this carnival, uh, Dennis, you mentioned that um, earlier about um, about carnival earnings today. No, no, no. I said that, and that's not correct. No, there's no carnival earnings. No, there's no. But Seeking Alpha said that this morning, and I thought, what did, what did uh, Dow Jones just put out here? Alpha, what's that? Seeking Alpha. I never what heard. Do, oh, they what, did what? have earnings. Carnival oh, did just report just, right now. Nine fifteen. They lost six dollars per share last. Oh, 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 oh. They're good at losing money. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So they're not killing it. Sales are seven hundred forty million. We knew they were. I mean, they were closed, <laughs> so it wasn't going to be good. So it, let's see the response here today. I did not know Carnival. Carnival wasn't on my calendar. It, it was not on anyone. I, I saw it in one place only that was seeking alpha. Oh, stop. It, stop saying that name. Come on. I saw, it, sick. I saw it nowhere else. Uh, yeah. But, I, I, God, it's, I guess. I, yeah, Just okay, reported so, 915, 44. Yeah, I saw it. I looked. And I'm I lost like, six bucks. Anyways, wow. let's see what the response is today. It's important. Yeah, yeah, good key. Good key. I agree. It was good timing because the market came back. They got the Gilead thing. It's actually good timing to get the earnings in there because people are like, oh, maybe some of these reopening players are going to catch a bid because of Gilead. So Gilead, it tried to get through 77 again, folks. We talk about that. That's the number of the day in Gilead. You hit it once. Seller stepped in at 76, 75 on the next bracket. Pre-market high. Gilead has to get to 77 today. For, they lost $4.37 billion. Wow. That is a big How number. long can they do that for? Well, they can do it for a while. If we need The only out for Carnival in the region is a vaccine within a year. And maybe that happens, and then they're goodbye. Sure so. Yeah. I, I'm not buying until I see more news on the vaccine front. All right, let, J- Jason, I'll let you go because I know you have to prep for our uh, presentation today. So, Jason. Wait, but let me say bye in my proper way. Okay, you know. <laughs> don't shoo him out the door. Yeah, don't shoo him out the door. Especially you got somewhere to be in a, a little especially, bit. Especially after you mentioned that other name of that site. I'm sick, but I know that they're what I'm talking so, <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm sick. Of the, I'm, I'm talking to Brent about it right now. I told him to punch you in the office right now. And he Brent's says, Brent in the office? He's, no, he's not. He just it's said not. he's not. And so he can't. He, he didn't. He can't punch you. But I want someone to punch you. But yeah. it's okay. No, I love. When you, you go in, Raz. But, but but let me just say. Well, I'm not sure yet. But let me just say. Well, maybe next week. Next week. <laughs> let me just say two things. Um, if you use a brokerage and they have Benzinga, say we love the Benzinga news. If they don't use a broker, if you use a brokerage and don't have Benzinga news, say we love Benzinga news. We'd really appreciate that, guys. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And we get the swag store up. I promise I'm going to send you some goodies. I'm going to get Addison to send them. It's almost ready to go. But the shippers whatever right that's what they tell me but we're gonna have a swag store so if you can recommend benzinga news to your brokerage i appreciate you it's like when um you, uh, the price is right when he said make sure your dog is neutered my thing is make sure you uh you know tell a brokerage to, to bring uh benzinga in okay we, we love benzinga and the second thing is my email is jason at benzinga.com we love hearing from you and we're trying to do different things at the shows and do more stuff you're gonna see a lot of excitement out of this stuff we had the ceos this week the, the show is awesome. Uh, Plug Power and Genius just freaking loved it. We have more of that. And uh, just keep sending us feedback. We're always, we're always here for you guys. And Dennis, Joel, and Spencer give their life to it because they, they're passionately uh, believers in the market and believers that others can make money as well. And that's why they do it. So thank you guys. And we're happy, we have our quarterly Lunch and Learn for Benzinga today. And we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great right. one. And thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks, Jason. Have a good day. All right, let's wrap it up here. Uh, I'll, I'll bring up a chart of all the stocks. Most of the stocks we talked about today, we talked about a lot. I try to keep a track of we it. We cut. Yep.
Pick for watch list. This is a most of them. I want to thank our guest today, Jason Rathick. Thanks to all of you in our chats on YouTube, on uh, Benzinga Pro, and on our site, our new site. You can give us feedback on benzinga.com slash pre-market dash prep. Uh, please remember all the information from our show is meant for informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Uh, that's a wrap for us. So uh, that's it. I guess. Have a good week next week, guys. Let yeah. it let it let it shake out here between uh, 3105 and 3175. I mean, that's a big range area, but uh, the bulls get it above 3175. They will be firmly in control of this market, 3200 and beyond. And then you know, on the downside, we're still 38 handles. Uh, all important at 3105. Looks like it's going to be our low for the week. So. Uh, Get below that, then the bears are in control. But Smash um, that like button as well. We appreciate it. Crazy, crazy consolidation. Everyone have a great rest of your day and stay safe and hit that like button. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.